one. The national champion is clad in big orange. Alabama does it. National championship number 18. 13 in all. Absolute perfection. 20, 10, He's got it. It's the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. A visit with Greg Colley and friends talking about the magical world of sports in Middle Tennessee. Y'all ready for this? Welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined by Big Lou and Coach Mike in the studio. It is Friday, August 4th. Last night was our first little tidbit appetizer whatever you want to call it of football between the cleveland browns and the aaron Rodgers new york jets eight ball got it right huh the eight ball they didn't get the over under total right but they got the team right yeah and and really i i felt as though they were gonna the eight ball was gonna get predict both um wagers properly uh from yesterday had Cleveland just gone down and kicked a field goal instead of scoring that touchdown, and they win 17-16, they cover the two points, it goes under the 33-and-a-half total, and everybody's cashing tickets and happy. But, uh, you know, it just didn't turn out that way. But uh, the eight ball. Does that had, fall under the title of bad beats? <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean. I, and, and, it was you know, a bad beat. It, it happens. And so it went over, but Cleveland did cover. So the A-ball is, is 500 to start out, uh, batting 500 to start out the year. Um, but I tell you what, uh, the news of the day right now is the Big Ten and the they're gobbling up uh, two teams or teams, two more teams, two more teams, two more teams from the out of the Pac-12. Yeah, uh, I mean, not only do they have UCLA and USC, now they are obviously, and and it looks like it's going to happen, or it has happened. Washington and the University of Oregon, the Oregon Ducks, are going to join the Big Twelve. I mean, excuse me, Big Ten. I mean, it's it's pretty much already it's a, been finalized. They, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, we talked about that, Mike. Um, and I know you're from Oklahoma, and big yeah. and Oklahoma's in the big University of Oklahoma's in the Big Twelve for now. They need to change the name. They're going to change. They need to change Oklahoma's these Big Ten, Big Twelve, because yeah, I keep getting them mixed numbers. up all the dang yeah, time. Plus, they numbers. keep they keep adding teams, taking yeah. teams away. There's not using the wrong number. Number. That's right. I mean, the yeah. Big Ten has 14 teams, and now they're about to have 16. So. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and you know. Uh, and so my question is this: What's in the ACC? There's been a lot of movement in the in the in the past few years with the ACC. Notre Dame coming in and playing some games in the a few games in the ACC here, and and, and there, obviously the Pac-12 is now down to the Pac-7, and I feel it within a few days. Well, they're they're they're, they're about a, to lose two more, right? Uh, uh, Arizona and Utah. Are, are looking at the uh, Big which, 12. Which big, which big conference yeah, are they looking, looking at? At the Big 12. At the and Big then, 12. And then Arizona State has indicated they would like to keep their rivalry with Arizona 
relevant. So they'll so, follow suit. So they'll have they to follow, you know, if, if Arizona leaves, Arizona State will probably look to leave with them. And they are. And So it'll know, be the pack four. Yeah, and, and you get down to all you got left over there is was uh, California, Stanford. Um, <sighs> Oregon State. Oregon State. Washington State. And Washington State. Yeah, that was it. That's, uh, that's all you got left over there. Well, you know, there, there are both. There are, are – and the thing about it is there are bowl games or, or, or rivalries, you know, like uh, uh, the, the Apple Cup, I believe, is in, or, or the Apple yeah. Cup bowls, yeah. Washington, yeah. Washington State. Yeah. Uh, the Civil War is uh, between Oregon and Oregon State. And there are, you know, these uh, rivalries are – They're dying. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't – well, I mean, I don't know if if I imagine moving forward that these teams will still play each other. I mean, you would be Oregon you, and Washington's a big rivalry, and they yeah. stuck together going to the Big Ten. Yeah. Well, and, and but I'm talking about Oregon, Oregon State will probably still be scheduled, even though they might not be in the same conference. And they may I mean, not, and they may not be every year now because these conferences are getting so big. They're only going to have one or two non-conference games if they have that many. And so, well, let's see. The SEC is is voted on an eight team schedule on, yeah. on an eight team schedule, yeah. and they've got sixteen teams. Yeah. So, if other team, if other conferences follow suit that move to that, then that would leave what maybe four games, four, four, games. four games a year, and and and, and hopefully, and, and I'm just hopeful, just for the sake of college football. I mean, let's keep those let, things alive. Keep those rivalries alive for the fans because oh, the yeah. fans and like we talked we were talking before we went on air. Uh the fans uh from Michigan, the fans from University of Indiana, if they wanted, you know, to to see a Indiana Washington game every other year, they have to go to Washington now. They have to go. I mean, you know, and and the cost and the cost and everything, rather than going up to, I don't know, whoever's closer, whoever's closer to Indiana there, and that they could load up the family truckster and take the kids of the family, put them in the van, drive. Well, three they or four, still three, have, they still have those three or four games. hours. You know, they got Indiana Purdue. Okay, you got, they, in, uh, you got I, Illinois in there, and, 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 and I understand can, that. Go those and that there is a reason why those schools are in the Big Ten, yeah. right? Because of their geographic location and they're in the northeastern United States. When those getting, conferences getting were their built. fans back and forth to those able to travel those games, and also there's other hey fellas and and folks listening out there, there's other sports besides. Football. football. You're that, talking that, about that, that these teams are competitive. You know, that's <laughs> the thing. That's the thing. Everybody keeps coming back about Vanderbilt. You know, why are they in the SEC? Why are they in the SEC? They always they're the doormat of the league, stuff like that. They may be in football, <laughs> but baseball, you know, golf, at, at one, tennis, golf, tennis. At one time, basketball. You know, and they're they're they're, they're right now they're on a kind it, of a low swing. In and basketball, it wasn't but too long up. ago that the that that the that the doors had about a three year stint. Uh, uh, over the balls. Yeah. Two. I mean, you know. Two years. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then in two the, years. In, the, in the Bush but Jones. Two, two years. Jones but but this, they are a viable and very competitive team within the SEC 
in all these other sports. Sure. Yeah. Van, Vanderbilt was not a, they're not about to leave because look at the money Why should they? coming in the they're, end. They're yeah. they're they're a nit, they were a founding member of the, right. of the Southeastern Conference. See, Vanderbilt was the no top. Reason, Illinois, no reason for Vanderbilt to leave. Yeah, and Illinois Purdue. That's just and, a bunch of ignorance. We're founding members of the Big Ten and are sharing the same type of revenue and shame, the same type of situation. Did you know that Oregon and Washington supposedly, and, and this is the talk on the street, they're taking a 50% revenue yes. cut apiece uh, in order to join the Big Ten. Yeah. Because whoever, whatever the guy's name is that's running the Pac-12 out there, they have, they have yet to find a media deal to broadcast yeah, the the current uh, one is Apple is Apple TV something like that. that. I mean, yeah. they're go- but they have yet to find a media deal that they could that even comes close to what say the SEC yeah. has or the Big Ten has or, or you know what are these what these big conferences have. So they're taking a fifty percent less than Indiana is than Purdue is to join, and are still going to make money. Yeah, <laughs> it's turning, it's turning into all about the money. money. You know, uh, it's turning into all that, about that, that, that. Though that's the thing they looked at that and they're going, "Yeah, we'll t- we'll take a lesser share because we're still going to get more than what we're getting." And the TV now. deals is where you make the money, anyways. Right. It's not about yeah, you know talking, fans traveling fans and stuff traveling. like that. Yeah, it's about the TV deals. Um, but that's going to be detrimental to some of these rivalries. You know, they're talking about yep. in the SEC, we're going to be moving to sixteen teams with Texas and Oklahoma joining next year. Um, you know, yeah. you're probably going to see 20 teams in the SEC uh, in the next five to ten years, and you're going to lose out on a bunch of rivalries because they're probably going to do away with East and West. You know, it's going to become one big pool of SEC yeah. teams, and, and on a rotating. Um, you're not going to see Tennessee, Florida. You're not going to see Tennessee, Alabama. You every could year, maybe right. not. Yeah, not every year, but and, you know, and that's just tradition that, in college football. I mean, that's that's going to be lost. That's right. Uh, now everybody knows Paul, who Paul Feinbaum is. And he's a talking head. Old school from from uh, Alabama and um, graduated of the this morning University of Tennessee. That's right. That's right. He is did he is a Vol for sure, um, and speaks very proudly about that. No no qualms whatsoever. I can't believe. But he's it. not. But biased, anyway, that's for sure. Uh, Paul Feinbaum this morning uh, for a story on ESPN. They asked him how he felt about this sudden realignment going on. And um, and how how it feels different than previous years, you know, uh, and he's and he said, "quote Yeah, it, it it feels a lot sleazier." Uh, he said the Oklahoma and Texas was gobsmacking. Uh, same for USC and UCLA, um, and he's talking about Oklahoma, Texas going to SEC at USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten, um, and you've got. He said, this feels like we're sitting here on Wall Street and you've got some hedge fund manager at Goldman Sachs trying to decide what the point of this <laughs> what the point of this portfolio is. None of this makes any sense, but what has made much sense in college what has made much sense in college athletics for a long time. And I get what he's saying. He's he's saying that it's almost as though College athletics and college football or college athletics in general, because we have to include, we just can't include, we just can't single out football. I think we, the three of us kind of look at it like football only, but really you've got to put every single sport involved in these schools that are involved in the realignment. 
and you've you've got to look at it, which at, football pays for as a whole, right. as football basketball pays for, and, and, and we get that. And the university has universities have have responsibility to get those sports paid for also, but um, you know he's Feinbaum is basically just saying it looks like that you just have guys, numbers guys or. Wall Street type guys that are just looking at, at the dollar signs and seeing where the most advantageous place to put to join a conference, get out of a conference, join a conference, realign with the conference. Where are we going to be in the where, best situation where, to make a dollar? That's right. That's where, much where, what where, it's do about. Make, where do we and, make the most money? And and I I feel as though I feel as though that the the fan base is not being watched after, is not being looked at, is not being taken into consideration. Because there's, there's one of the problems these, though, is what, what I call the arms race. You know, you get, you got you to gotta keep up with the facilities. Whoever has the, the best facilities, everyone else is going to try to keep up with them. And now you've got the NIL that now you're going to have to – so all that takes money. And where are we going to get the money? Where are we going to get the money to do this NI? Where are we going to get the money to put, do, build these new stadiums or to, to do these new indoor facilities or these new weight and locker facilities? you you got to have the money to keep up the arms race. Okay. And so, you know, where's the money right now? It's on TV. And the best way to get on TV is to get in one of these big conferences because that's where the TV deals are. But, and, and, you know, and, and – the, I mean, we're talking about that, that we're talking about that, that doesn't difference. necessarily make it right. Though. Oh, I, in my well, opinion, again, that, that doesn't make it right. That, again, it's be, it's almost beyond a right or wrong. It's the economics. How are we going to pay for this? You know, these these things don't come free. They don't come cheap. And, and these TV you know, deals are hundreds yeah. of millions of dollars. And again, know. that's why you have these schools that you know, like we as, as we mentioned, the Illinois and the Indianas and the Vanderbilts and the Purdues that stay in these conference alignments as long as they can stay com- you know, relatively competitive because they're getting huge paychecks and to, to pump into their facilities to pump into their players sure, I get and, it. and and on the, and there's also that chance that they're going to have those breakout years they're going to have those years that you know the Purdue jumps up and and sure and, they- and surprise it but you also have Purdue's usually pretty good in basketball and uh, number 1 last season for most of the year yeah. and so you know they're like you mentioned, we can't just can't just focus on the football aspect of it. You've got all these other sports. You know, Vanderbilt, you know, national champion contender for what eight years now. But now, uh, you know, but let and, me ask you this: and 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 you said it takes money, and I agree. I agree, it takes money uh, to fund these these. And they're not huge. The money, they're not getting the money out of their stadiums. So, they're not getting the money out of butts in the seats. They're getting money out of eyeballs on the big screen. Right, and and private and, and private donations. And I mean, you know, that's that's oh, yeah. probably where most of it comes from. However, um, you know, if you're talking about schools like Washington and Oregon looking at their best financial choices to join the Big Ten, let's say, let's say, let's say somebody talked. Well, then you've got to, you got to figure out. You got to figure out how to how to get that golf team up to Washington to play. You got to figure out how to get the tennis team over there, the baseball team. You got to figure out how to, how to get them on out there and and running a a, a schedule. You've got, I mean, you, you know, so there are there are some costs that will inflate 
because of just the geographic location from Purdue to uh, yeah Eugene, Oregon. Well, you got you know Oregon having to go play Penn State in a conference game. I mean, you know, coast to coast. But but you've also got the situation here. The money difference is so big that Oregon and Washington are looking. We can take a fifty percent share of the Big Ten revenue. And we're still beating a hundred percent share of Pac-12 revenue, so we'll have that money. We're we're going to have more money with a smaller share of the revenue, and so it doesn't. You know, why should I stay in the Pac-12? When you know, I can take a I can take a lower lower cut, share, lower and I'm cut still making than everybody else than, in the Big Ten. Then I'm still 50%. and I'm still making more money to to handle these costs that you're talking about than I would if I stayed where I am. Okay. Uh, 2023 season will be the final year for the foreseeable future that we get to see these rivalries. Uh, Bedlam, Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. Is it called Bedlam, Mike? Bedlam Series, yep. The Bedlam That's Series. Exactly what they call it, yeah. Uh, the Apple Cup, Washington versus Washington State. And the Civil War, Oregon versus Oregon State. Current realignment has brought back some old rivalries we lost – but on the whole, we've lost many more, and that's and and I think that's a shame. I, I mean, you know, and I, I think they're gonna, like you said, there's gonna be what four off, four off conference games or non conference. Yeah, I would games. say I, I think would, they'll if try they do to it like the SEC did, which is yeah. eight SEC games and four non conference. They'll try to keep those. They'll try to use those games to keep those. But I mean, but you also have the the Red River rivalry now becomes even bigger. It's an SEC the, game, Oklahoma. Yeah, OU Texas game. The OU Texas game uh, is Red River. Now, what you what you may end up seeing though is that that Red River rivalry does not become an annual event. It may become a semi annual. Okay, surely uh, they'll make it annual. I, uh, well, I see, here's see the problem: if they're that. if they're if they have to go to that rotation you were talking about, and Texas is not on OU's uh, side rotation, yep. you know, in there or. OU's not on Texas's rotation that year. Now do you use up a non-conference game playing a conference opponent? Okay. How does it count in the conference race? All right, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Uh, you got University of Washington. They normally play uh, – you know, they play – and they're supposed to play in Washington this year against Washington State, okay? That Apple Cup – that Washington State, because they're not part of the Big Ten, is taken off the board. Washington plays at home against, let's say, let's say they move Indiana into into Washington State. Do you know? Do you know what that stadium's going to look like? As as a do you know? Do you know what Purple. the inside and of that stadium and, is is going to look like? No red compared compared. I no mean, there's nobody from no Indiana is going to go yeah. there, but to but, watch those games, and it's going to be half full because, still, because Washington State the fans they're, they're still going to go to the bank because that TV. Well, you know, I, I, I get goes, it. That, that game, but will be, that game will be a big damn game the bank. I'm about, I'm about, I'm about, yeah. I'm about pageantry. I'm about going to the football's game that day. I love that part Taking your it. children, taking yeah. your son, your daughters, whoever. Arizona officially admitted into the Big Twelve. So. There you go. Well, we'll get Just on that. Now. We'll get on that right I, I this agree break with your tradition, but I the mean, problem is tradition doesn't pay the bills. Well. You know, then there needs to be some exceptions made. Yeah. There, there need to be something. Um, there needs to be something figured out. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake for Big Lou and Coach Mike. We're going to take our first break, and we'll be right back.
Hi, I'm Columbia Kiwanis Club member Suzanne Ganser. The Kiwanis Club and Columbia Main Street are partnering to put on a fall fest with a chili cook-off downtown Saturday, September 30th from 3 to 7. Come enjoy the music, taste the chili, or enter the cook-off. Proceeds raised by the Kiwanis go to local kids' charities. For more information or to enter the cook-off, go to the Columbia Kiwanis Facebook page. Come to enjoy the food, kid zone, and music at this family-friendly event. We hope to see you there. Gypsy Kings featuring Donino Baliardo return to Nashville with a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall. For you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through ToninoBaliardo.com. A loud and live production. Is this the year to get a John Deere compact tractor from TriGreen? Well, you know they're tried and true machines that are built to last. Now's the time to get a compact tractor with 0% for 84-month financing with no money down. When you get a 3025E with a loader for $280 a month, that's a price that just won't last long. We also have a 1025R tractor starting at $231 per month or choose $1,500 cash discount. Either one can make your year. Visit TriGreenEquipment.com to learn more. Offerings July 31, 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. 
Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big, no tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113 or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM FM, Columbia, Tennessee. And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Big Lou and Coach Mike on the boards. And uh, right before we went to break, Big Lou broke a little news for us that, correct me if I'm wrong, Arizona and Utah? No. Not Utah yet, but they were finalizing. (laughs) But Uh, Arizona Arizona has been officially admitted to the Big 12. So to be, in, does it say when when it's going to happen? Is it? It doesn't say years? that. I mean, this okay. is just this is just death to the Pac-12. Oh yeah, it's the Pac. The Pac-12. Uh, you would say I would say on life support. No, they're getting ready to flip the switch off. <laughs> and and is the Pac-12 losing these members? And and this is. And I'm just asking everybody that's listening. Because the head office of the Pac-12 conference could not secure a big, big, multi-hundred million, billion dollar, whatever it is, uh, media package for the Pac-12? Is, I mean, do you, Probably not because you take do away you, your two biggest yeah. teams in Texas and Oklahoma, and everybody's known or, that for a long no, time. No, no. We're, we're talking about the Pac-12. We're, oh, talk, oh, we're talking oh, about oh, the, oh. the Pac-12 moving. Well, I mean, you take USC and UCLA. You take those yeah. with, with the most populated areas in – uh, California or in the West. I was going to say close to close the, to the nation. <laughs> right into the West. Definitely you take those West. two universities, pull them out, move them over to the Big Twelve, a Big Ten. I, I wish that we we got to figure out another name to call them. But anyway, and so now uh, Arizona has just been admitted in the, more than likely to, Utah. More but that than was likely to the big, Arizona now, State. Big Twelve. You're right. See, that's the Big Twelve scramble. Is trying to, replace, to pick off. To, to, you know, they lost Oklahoma and Texas. Okay. Now they're in a big scramble. They got they got Colorado back. Okay. Which is you know up and down, but they're they're still competitive. Plus you got Dion involved there, so there's going to be right. publicity there. Now they're getting Arizona, who's who, probably again, Utah. Uh, probably. Utah. And this is to the big 
and twelve, not right. the Big Ten. The Big Ten got USC yeah. and UCLA, and this is their and probably know, Arizona State, State too to keep yeah. that Arizona. Arizona so it's State almost like it's yeah. almost so like a sports monopoly game. You know how you oh, yeah. divvy how you divvy up the different you divvy up the different states or the different colors. You know what yeah. I mean? The and big, everybody gets a little piece of the pie. That's how you do a an expedited game, a monopoly. You just deal out, give everybody you know a, a monopoly on whatever colors, and then you start playing. You know? Yeah, and, and the Big Twelve. Yeah, it, for a little while, everyone was talking about the Big Twelve starting to fade out and and die out, and this is their their attempt to stay relevant. A shot in the arm, you know, so to speak. And, and they've keep... gotten okay. And the 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 biggest advantage that they have being in the middle of the country is they can still sell their TV games in prime time and still be relatively reasonable to watch on the East Coast. Yeah. The big problem that the Pac-12 has had. Is that when they play their game at you know their prime time, quote unquote prime time games being played at six thirty or seven in the evening? It's ten o'clock, eleven o'clock on the East Coast, and everybody's ready to go to bed <laughs> and don't really you know, and unless they're just or have a wager on it. Yeah, you know, and, and they're you not know. getting they're not getting enough traction out here, and so the TV money Which I usually do. TV money's moving east or staying east. It's not moving east, staying east. Sure. Uh, it used to be the it used to be the Mississippi River and East was the big money and everybody else was kind of screaming. Well, now it's kind of gone to the Rockies, right? About, you know, about where the Rocky Mountains are is when it starts. Well, to we've spent out. you know, and and so just a recap of what what's gone on and it's really kind of a seismic type happenings. Uh, but we've got and what happened long ago was USC. What started this whole implosion of the Pac-12 was Southern Cal and UCLA jumping ship from the Pac-12 and moving to the Big Ten. I think that's that's more domino. That's even a domino effect from OU and Texas moving to the SEC. All of a sudden, the Big Ten's going, hey, we've got to get aggressive. We've got to get a couple of big teams to move into us. And they start looking around. Storied programs. And they get these historically, like you said, storied Who else is in – Big Ten country, that's yeah. a huge story yeah. program. There's and so none. They, <laughs> they got to go to well, Southern you California. Get, like you said, and they go to they go to Southern California and they get these two teams from the population centers going, hey, they're going to keep their fan base. So all of a sudden their footprint gets really big. So now they kind of keep up with the SEC, you know, money-wise and team-wise. Um, and, you know, you start those dominoes, like you said, the dominoes start falling. Uh, and the poor Pac-12 has no one else to pick from because everybody else is already eaten up. Yep. And and they're they're the ones they're the kind of ones left holding the the empty bag. So initially we had Texas and Oklahoma coming to the SEC. SEC. Then we we were followed by USC, UCLA going, going to the, the Big, Big Ten. Ten. Now, uh, just as of today, uh, we've got. Oregon and Washington that are going to the Big Ten, right? Yes. yes. And then Arizona, just a few minutes ago, Big Twelve has has gotten has 12. gotten the green light to go into the Big Twelve, and probably with Arizona, I'm going to guess you're probably going to get somebody like Utah in there. They've maybe already been Arizo- finalized. The maybe deal Arizona, pretty much. Maybe Arizona State. You're right. I mean, Arizona State. For the most part, that's what uh, probably just going to ride the coattails and do what Arizona did. Well, I, and because their in-state rivalry is is such a big 
economic thing for them because there's really nothing else around there. Uh, you know, they want to, they, they expressed an idea in, in another article I read to stay, they try to want to stay close to Arizona as far as keeping that rivalry alive. Yeah. And the only way they're going to do that is to get into the same conference that so, Arizona goes to. Arizona's the, Arizona's the big brother of that situation. Sure. And, but Arizona, you know, it's kind of like the OU OSU rivalry. OU has always been the big dog in that fight, and, but OSU has been making strides and has been able sure. to jump occasionally up, jump up and jump bite, up the, and, yeah, bite jump, the big dog on yeah. the rear end and and, and, and surprise and make them, them take, and, take and, notice and become and you know Oklahoma State has become now they are one of the big dogs in the in the Big Twelve. And, okay, well I'll tell you another big dog and 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 I went to sleep. Uh, I had I had a little wager on the Los Angeles Angels last night as they were playing the Seattle Mariners. And um, that man was on the mound again last night. Shohei Otani started the game on the mound for the Angels, throwing four scoreless innings. And he also hit his 40th Major League Baseball home run. Yeah, I got that notification last night. It's incredible. He remains the unicorn, folks. I'm telling you, we are living in an era that, uh, you know, none of us alive listening, and probably none of our listeners, if if you were alive back in the Babe Ruth era, you're probably a very small child and and don't remember it. But, or, or you're just not alive anymore. But to live in the Babe Ruth era, you know, people probably talked about, yeah, I, w- I grew up when Babe Ruth played and he was, you know, the greatest player ever, blah, blah, blah. Well, we're living right now in a time in where history. Shohei yeah. Otani could easily yes. be the greatest player in a couple of generations. Um, but as, and like I said last night, I went to bed, had a little had a little coin on, on the Los Angeles Angels to win that ball game. Uh, Shohei Otani, like I said, hits his 40th home run, pitches four scoreless innings, and then bottom of the ninth, Cade Marlowe for the Seattle Mariners hits a grand slam home run, and and the and the Mariners win five to three over my Angels. And now that is a bad beat for the Angels. Yes, there's a bad beat. Needless to say, I did not win my wager. So, um, uh, I mean, what else? What else can Otani do for the Angels? I mean, you know. I mean, he's he's stay. doing all he can, pretty much. <laughs> stay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, stay after the season. But however, yeah, for sure. say there, there's going to be the toughest part for but, him is, is is staying around. But I'm telling you, since the trade deadline, which was just earlier this week, um, the Angels have gone zero and three when they decided to take Otani off the trade, take him off the table as far as trading. Uh, they traded for a pitcher or two. And they've gone zero and three. They so. beat the Braves, and then the trade deadline happened, and then they now, lost that, to the Braves, and that's they've kind of lost. Two, it. Right, they've lost their zero and three. So, yeah. um, okay, last night, uh, you know, I, I watched. I watched the game. I I don't oh, care I was, if it's preseason. I don't care if it's after the season. I don't care. I was locked in. I actually, I went somewhere and had it playing in the car on his own. Man, what about Demarc? What about Demarcus Ware singing the national anthem? I I missed. I, that. Never, I missed that. I was I was tied up before I, that, but I, I heard about it. I, well, let me tell you what. I, talking about something 
painful to have to try to get through. I, okay. I don't know which, who was, it was more painful for, us listening to him or him trying to get through it. And Chris Collinsworth, who did the play-by-play, kept kept mentioning I, I was he yeah. was so nervous for DeMarcus Ware uh, to sing the national anthem. So Okay, l- l- let me clear something up, though. He sang the national anthem. When I heard this, I was completely shocked that he's singing the national anthem when that happened. And, you know, I was kind of in my little Randy Jackson phase. He was a little pitchy, you know. Um, but I kind of felt bad for for kind of being like, what's going on here after? Because you, you might have not seen the interview where he said that him and Demarius Thomas uh, – Sit yeah. beside each other and while the national anthem played every yes. week. And yes, that was, um, that was he said that was his reason. Denarius is obviously now gone. Now he's yeah, no right. longer yes. with us. Um, he said that was his reason for for singing the national anthem, which I thought was pretty cool. But he might need a well lesson or two. God, yeah. God well, bless him for giving it. And that's a tough song. If you've ever tried to sing that song. Oh, it's it, a is tough a, song. it is a <laughs> yeah. extremely hard song to sing yeah, correctly. Sure Absolutely. So, so so my point is if you can't sing, then don't don't, don't go do on national TV and sing it. I mean, you know what I mean? That, that, hey, props to him I mean, for that, trying that. Yes. Okay, right. I'm, I'm with you for, you know, A for effort and giving it the old, you know what? And I, for I mean, DT, I'm, man. I'm, and for DT. Yeah. Okay. Now, last night, um, Aaron Rodgers did not play, but he was on the sidelines with the head headsets on. And the big pick last year for the Jets, Zach Wilson, uh, started the game. Um, and I want to. See, I don't know if it was the first play from a couple of couple of plays in into the offensive set for the Jets. Uh, Aaron Rodgers calls a deep pass down the sidelines, hit that thing and hit it, and he hit a he hit a fifty, and and Wilson hit hit their receiver for a fifty-seven yard uh, pickup down the left down the left sidelines, and it. The, the receiver caught it and fell right in front of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers yeah. is standing right there. And, uh, you know, they interviewed Rodgers, guys, and they said it seemed like he was saying all the right things. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? And, and he's – He's hand, you know, he he's he is playing this for everything it's worth. Do you? Think? I mean, he's been around the block. But do you he think he's intimidated? But think? He's, no, he's not intimidated. But, but no, re- he, rejuvenate. Oh, rejuvenate. Yes, do you, I think, do you think, I think he's, he's he's got a new kind of a new lease on life. If if he does well, he's a hero. If he doesn't. You know, yeah. if it doesn't pan out, it's, it's he's the, the second Jets. coming of Brett Favre. It's and the Jets. Nobody will he be was surprised. Brett Favre, a, yeah, but, a, but again, yeah, which I think shocked me. He's got the out. It's it's the Jets. You know, he right. got that out automatically. Is, is the Cubs are the Cubs? The Jets are the Jets. And, right? I mean, you know, that. so uh, you know, so he's he's kind of got a how can I look? Plus, he's been given a whole lot more uh, input into the offense. You know, he's he said, you know, he in the coach sat down and drew up a set of plays yeah for their offensive uh setup and sure so he's been given more leeway planning, yeah. more leeway more planning and and more, more responsibilities yeah. and and i think we're we're seeing him kind of slowly transitioning to it's gonna be post, int- it's to gonna be playing career but, hey, but i mean I'm, look at the afc east that he's no, in it's look, tough. At, look who he has to deal yeah. with oh, I'm, yeah. I'm rooting for him though there you oh, go. Yeah. he's the last quarterback from my childhood yeah. growing up that's left there you yeah. go so. okay we got our up against our second break this is the front porch sports radio hour and i am drake with big lou in the studio and coach mike we'll be right back
This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Did you know that 70% of Americans age 65 or older will need some form of long-term care in their lives? And even more frightening, 7 out of 10 people who go into long-term care will become completely impoverished within one year. It doesn't need to be that way. You do not need to go broke in the nursing home. 
Call Prochowski Estate Law to learn how you can protect your life savings and hard-earned property from the high cost of long-term care. Call me at 931-363-7222. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. And Friday is always a good day, probably the best day of the week for everyone. I'd have to agree, Drake. Overall, I would say if we took a survey. Rapidly going to be one of the busier days and one of the more fun days. There you go. And we said, you know, what's the best day of the week? I would probably say that Friday would be at the top of the list. And it is Friday, August 4th. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake. Joined in the studio by Coach Mike and Big Lou Maddox, and Coach Mike, there's a uh, there's a concert coming up uh, in a couple of months, but we want to let people know about it right now. Yeah, uh, thanks thanks for that lead in there. The Gypsy Kings are coming to Nashville for a trip down memory lane. They'll be performing their greatest hits at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall on Saturday, November 4th. Mark your calendars on that, Saturday, November 4th. The the Gypsy Kings have sold over 20 million records, have received a Grammy uh, in 2013 for the Best World Music category, and have collaborated on several movies uh, for with the soundtracks on those movies. Uh, you're going to see a very, very talented group, a very high-energy group, uh, if you go to this show, and, and you're going to be, you're going to see a really, really good show. Uh, Tickets and details are available at toninobayardo.com. Spell that. T-O-N-I-N-O, capital B-A-L-I-A-R-D-O.com. It's a loud and live production. And we will have around 30 tickets available closer to the show. Okay. Stay tuned here to to this station, and we'll be giving more details about free tickets and how you can win those. So Maybe we can snake a few, and we'll we'll all ride up there and check them out. Again, Saturday, Saturday, November 4th at uh, TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall, the Gypsy Kings coming to Nashville. Okay. Thank you for that, Mike. And uh, Big Lou, you said you've got a little NFL update of what's going on down in New Orleans. Yeah, you know – 
We were actually just talking about Alvin Kamara during the break for another reason uh, that John Kelly played good last night, and that was uh, Kamara's backup. Yeah, John Kelly played. Knoxville. I thought played terrific last. He looked he did, great coming yeah. out of the backfield. I've always liked John Kelly. Me too. Um, he was a know? he was a short, stocky. I mean, fast dude. Um, you know, backed up Kamara his senior year, and then. Um, had a really good senior year himself, even though the team wasn't very good. And he'll be he'll be behind Nick Chubb, of course. But the Cleveland Browns did; uh, they no longer have Kareem Hunt on right. the team, so, he so he'll get be, some touches. So he'll be. I guarantee you, John Kelly will be the second yeah. running back, and might be a, more of kind of a third down back. And he's an underrated guy. He caught a lot of screens, man. And you know he's been in the leagues like four or five years yeah. at this point, and is finally kind of getting an opportunity there. Um, okay, Cedric Tillman too had a had a yeah. good game for the Browns he, he last had, night. He had a few, a couple of few catches that looked pretty good. Don't know where Josh Dobbs was at, but that would have been like a Knoxville reunion in the backfield. There of, you go. Well, you know, but Alvin Kamara, uh, they've been talking about this for about a year now. It was a little, maybe close to a year ago that he was in Las Vegas and uh, got into a skirmish with somebody at a casino, I believe. Um, and Sounds ended up about getting, right. Yeah, Vegas ended up getting arrested and. Um, kind of have been talking about what his punishment will be, and it was finally decided today after he went to uh, the New York office and met with the NFL officials that he will be suspended for three games this season. I believe that will be the first three games, so no star running back to start off the year uh, in New Orleans for Derek Carr and, and the Saints. And you know Derek Carr can use all the help he can get. I mean, sure he's can. moving from the Raiders to – a to uh, the Big Easy, and um, you know those those Saints fans down there they they've had a lot of years of Drew Brees and yeah, and, they've been and you spoiled. know they have Drew, been they, they've had they've had a pretty darn good quarterback down there, and they're not going to be used to. Of course, any, now the, the this is the, miss, the second generation Saints fans. The generation before this recent generation are the ones that were really took it on yeah it, it, took it on the chin. Yeah, but now the the Saints fans of the two thousands, let's say. They they you know from the mid two thousands up right. through up to say I don't know four or five years ago when Breeze retired twenty nineteen they, yeah. they had it going on with Drew Breeze and and enjoyed enjoyed terrific quarterback play now Super Bowl win that they, they had to go through Jameis Winston last year and Jameis Winston can throw for four hundred yards but he can also throw for. Four, to, uh, four interceptions. I was going to say, I mean, his, you know, pro- his problem is figuring out which jersey to throw it to. Uh, there you go. And so uh, they're going to be without Alvin Kamara um, for what? What did you say? First three games? Three games. Three games. Well, you know, they're just you're just going to have to suck it up. And, and Might be a rough them. start to the season. Um, yeah, so. their quarterback running back hybrid may get, in, they can get more touches again. Yeah, old Taysom Hill. <laughs> yeah, Hill. Yeah. Um, what else is going on, fellas? What else is going on in the world of sports? Uh, Lionel Messi for International Miami has scored five goals since he's been – He's living up to the hype for sure. Yeah, and he, he, got in a, he got in a little scuffle the other night in the tunnel against Orlando. He And this is per reports. He got in a fight with an Orlando – basically an altercation in the tunnel with an Orlando player. So Lionel Messi, you know, he's got a little fire in his heart there for Got Miami. that dog in him I mean, as some would yeah. say. Yeah. I and, mean and, and, it's, and he's probably got the idea that he's he's a he's a man among boys right now in in the, you know, he's used to playing in that European league where, where they're 
with, with the best and, of the best. And, and there's, you know, there's a lot of guys that are close to him up there in the European League. There's, there's only a few guys here in the United States that are at his level. And I'm sure, you know, he's kind of feeling somewhat rejuvenated because, man, you know, I can do all kinds of things against these guys. Central so. High School football tonight uh, with a scrimmage, uh, I believe, at Ridley Park. Um, isn't that right, Coach? Yeah. Uh, the, the scrimmage will start at 6.30 tonight uh, at Ridley Park. Um, playing uh, against White House and uh, we're, we'll see uh, you know had had one of those you know early season scrimmages against Nashville Christian last week where a lot of things uh, you know kind of got exposed for a little bit which is exactly what that first scrimmage is all about and we made a lot of corrections had had a pretty good week of practice this week and looking forward to getting this one uh, cranked up and then also tomorrow yeah uh, Me and you, Drake will you, be you and Drake at are going to be Lindsey uh, Nelson Stadium for the kickoff classic yeah, between baby. Richmond and Whitthorn. Richland, Richland, not Rich, Richmond. Right, Richland. Richland. Excuse me. The Richland. Raiders against the Tigers tomorrow night, and the Whitthorn Tigers middle school will be going at six o'clock, and we'll jump on there right before six, and uh, on our sister station one hundred three point seven, and have a great time bringing you all that that ball game, and that is called the. Kickoff classic, the border battle of 2023 between the Richland Raiders and the Whitthorn Tigers, and we're looking forward to bringing that to you. And then six days from then, I'll be back on the air Friday night for the Columbia Central Jamboree Yeah, next Friday night. Uh, Columbia will have actually two have two sessions in there. The middle session, I, I believe the first session – Be the JV. Be, well, the first session of the night will be uh, – I think it's Spring Hill versus Cornersville in the first session of the night. The second session of the night will be Columbia Central's JV versus CPA's JV. And then the two uh, upper level, the varsity level teams will take in in the third session. So it's going to be a big night next next week. Uh, and yeah. kind of, you know, the, the, the jamboree is always that kind of that dress rehearsal. Uh, the week before you play your first game and you try to, you try to do everything in your, in your game prep for that. So, uh, things are coming around. I know you and, can feel it, can't yeah, you, Coach? I it's mean, you know, an this exciting is, time. There's, I, there's, it really there's, is. There, there's a lot of enthusiasm with the Lions program right now. Uh, you know, there's a lot of. Uh, I, I think they're, they're they got one of those things with the coaching staff. They they brought in some players that were heroes from their state championship run back and, in 2010, and, co- and former college players, and former college players that have been successful beyond record breaking college level. players, even a Kansas City and, Chief and, and say a pro player. Uh, but the, you know, they brought these. We got this young group of guys that are highly energetic, very highly successful in their playing days, and, and they're coming in with this energy and the stuff that they learned in college. And then you've got this other set of coaches that have been around for quite some time. You've pretty much you got know, the entire staff of the state of the championship. state championship team. You got uh, you know got Coach Moore as the OC. You got Coach Stone as the DC. Uh, Wes Duncan from the 2010 team. Uh, you got uh, Clayton Harris from the 2010 team. I've got. 30 years or close to 30 years of coaching. So you've got a great mix sure. of, of old, you know, of, of experience and knowledge and high energy, highly successful players who, and, and it's been a really good mix with some uh, rings on their fingers and yeah. show for it. So, and, so and, there's some, there's the, yeah. Yeah. With, with, with the pedigree behind and, and those t- and, and, and putting together that type of staff breeds excitement. Okay. This has been the front port sports radio hour. I'm Drake. For Big Lou and Coach Mike, we're out here. Have a great weekend. Talk to you Monday.